Welcome to the Shine Shine Geek the Shine Geek and Fast Fret Podcast. Done. Well done. Okay, we're gonna use that. <laughs> Welcome to the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. How are you guys doing? I think I got to turn myself up a little bit here. It seems like I'm a little quiet. There, it's a lot better. Here we go. Pardon the clink. Tink. There we go. All right. So, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to do another episode of Breaking. Basically, we are in the crunch of NaNoWriMo. And I am going to be doing solo content because I can do it when other people are asleep and I have absolute quiet. So what are we going to talk about today? There was, there is one, my favorite CD of all time. Let's, Let's start here. My favorite CD of all time, the CD that has received more plays than any other CD in my collection and when I say CD, some of you are like, what does that even mean? What What is a CD? Is it a captain of district? Is it a commander-directed attack? I don't know. A CD is a compact disc. And in the old days, pre-streaming, people would buy compact discs, and that's how they received their music. And predating that was cassettes, and predating that was vinyl, and somewhere in between... There was something else, but, but, um, I had, excuse me, I had a job that was out of the city at the time and I was in a band at the time that did covers and it, it was the period of my time where I did a lot of rehearsal, a lot of singing a lot of strengthening my voice, a lot of learning different pitches and, and and stretching my vocal range into wider spectrums. And at the time, I was also, well, I mean, I still am now, and that's never gone away, but I've always been into indie music and local music scene stuff. <clears throat> at the time, I used to work with a gentleman named Ray Enhofer, and um, I also worked with another gentleman named... Skelly Willigogs, real name, oh, I'm not sure his real name here. He likes going by that. Um, uh, both fairly decent friends of mine. And what happened was uh, Ray was in a band. They were called Bliss and later Gin Taxi. <clears throat> Maybe I'll even insert a track at this point. And um, one of the bands that Ray was familiar with was a band called Leaderhouse, L-E-A-D-E-R-H-O-U-S-E. And um, he was familiar with them. He knew them. And I can't remember exactly how I stumbled upon them. It might have been through Skelly. I'm not really sure. But it was, it was somehow a combination of those two folks. And um, I was listening... I was like, I was really into local music and because I was a, a fan of bliss origin taxi. So their first CD, um, I was really interested in, in, in hearing other bands, 
Because, I mean, I'd, I'd go see Bliss play, and I'd see the bands opening for them, or the bands they were opening for. And there's one band that they played with a, a few times, but unfortunately, out of all the times I'd seen them play, I'd never seen the two bands play together. So eventually, somehow, I got the Leaderhouse CD into my hands. Because I think, I think there was people talking about them in the scene because at the time I was into, I was heavily into the band called Volume, which we will discuss at length, trust me. And, um, I was, I was, I was just listening to stuff and, and they came onto my radar because there's a connection between those two bands and Volume I got into, but that's another episode. We can discuss that at some other time. But anyway, long story short, I started listening to the CD and I'm like, wow, I really like what's going on here. Ah, you know what? Okay. Memory's coming back to me now. There's a, there is a song on this album that, um, I believe Skelly made me listen to because of its funny name. That song was called the elephant song which we'll play right now. Toes, 
So I think he um, Skelly had put this on one of his compilations because he was always building mix mix CDs, right? You know, hey, these are bands people should check out because he was always a pusher of music. Hey, have you heard these guys? Hey, have you heard those guys? And he was one of those people in my circle that I would do the same thing back, like we like, hey, I found this. Hey, I found that. And it was the the early nascent days, I believe of uh the cmj magazine which i collected and it was my gateway to music that i wouldn't hear otherwise so i was sharing college music monthly college music journal i think that's what it stood for and um i was buying it on on the stands and then i just got a subscription because it was it was too good to be true there was anywhere from 18 to 20 tracks per cd it came out monthly and they were pushing indie and up and coming artists and in fact a lot of artists that showed up on these CDs broke. So I was exchanging this stuff and Skelly uh had a connection to local music, you know, through Folk Fest and things like that. And also, you know, he knew Ray because we all worked with Ray. And um we just kind of got to hear music like kind of through each other, like local indie, uh Canadian indie a little bit of American indie, you know, we were being introduced to bands like Cake, um, uh, Rufus Wainwright, um, uh, you know, we were sharing the Pixies back and forth, of course, and uh, a slew of other bands, the Reverend Horton Heat, like all this stuff was coming, coming to fruition through us, through this music share. So I started listening to this CD and it, it grew on me a little, not right away. It, it took some time to to develop, but as I was listening to it, this is when I was really, really, like I was spending hours a week practicing, singing, trying to get my my chops up. And I was, uh, I think, I was into Radiohead. Like I, there was a, a decent heavy Radiohead phase at the time, and there was a similarity to the band Leaderhouse with their style, but. Skelly had, you know, hey, there's a song called The Elephant Song. That's a song I'm going to put on a mix. And I don't think Skelly was a massive fan of this album as much as I was, but I dug into this and I just went nuts and listened to it. And eventually, as I would get a job out of town, which was a 45-minute commute each way, when the weather was good, when there wasn't traffic, um, I was listening to this to and fro. And it was getting me into this headspace. I was getting into the songs. I was getting into the words. I was actually experiencing each song and, and the story told in each song. And I'm, I've, as I've mentioned before, I'm not a lyric guy. It takes me a long time to come around to the lyrics, but I was getting to the lyrics on this. And I, there was there was a period where I listened to this CD about three times a day, every day. And that was kind of the, the minimum was three I did go down to once a day for a period of time, but this stretched out for 
probably at least a year in time. So if you're, if you're looking at 365 days a year in a year and at least a year of that time, I was listening to this CD three times a day. So three times 365 while you do the math, this isn't a math show. So what I, what I realized was that my vocal range, my own personal vocal range fit, um, of the vocal range of the singer of this band, which is pretty special because what it allowed me to do was to take my vocal range and actually work it out, like learn what I could and could not do, learn tricks, learn how to uh, uh, string along a series of notes and and figure them out and, and, and work on my vocal phrasing, work on my delivery, work on, you know, uh, like whispering some of the vocals because there's some of the lines, um, it, it's kind of whispered and then there's peaks of, 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 um, <laughs> peaks of volume. Sorry. I was forgot what I was going to say here. And I had heard stories about this band and of Matthew Budalowski, who is the singer of this band also plays, uh, some guitar. He plays some trumpet and plays some keyboard. So there's a, there's org it's, it's organ heavy in, in spots. There's trumpet in spots. Um, and the interesting thing was, I think I discovered this band and then I went through Ray. I was lear learning about them cause yeah, we played with them. Matthew was like kind of the, he was kind of the shit in the scene. Like he was the one everybody was talking about this guy you know, multi-talented, multi-instrumentalist, uh, amazing range on his vocals and, um, and an amazing performer. And the rumor was, and I could be totally off base. I would love to talk to Matthew Budalowski at some point and, and kind of get some history on this band, but it sounded like there were, there were people pushing and pulling at him, um, to do other things and outside of the band, like, and, and from here, he, he went on to be in two of my other favorite bands of all time and another band, which is maybe not my favorite, but it's still, it's still up there. So I, I got information on, um, where these songs came from, like what, what were they like the construction of them? Like in, in, in talking about, you know, Ray was like, okay, well, when, you know, live, he would, he would do this and whatever. So. We're going to play a song called the $300 song. It is off this single release. Leaderhouse only released the one CD. It was Leaderhouse is the name of the band. It's called Leaderhouse is the name of the album. Anyway, this is the $300 song.
$300 song. Um, so the other thing about this band is when I looked at it, I'm like, wow, this is a super group. This is a, this is a fucking super group. This is amazing. Look at the people in this band. But I think at the time everybody was just kids 
you know, their early twenties or whatever, they were not a super group yet. They, a lot of people came out of this band and went elsewhere and, and made their name. Uh, most, most prominently was Scott Nolan and Scott Nolan is a Manitoba icon. If you want to know what Scott Nolan sounds like, we'll insert a clip right here. Three, two, one. So Scott Nolan went on to huge fame after this. He was he was the bass player in this band. Um, Michael Leader, Letter Leader was the. I'm assuming the namesake of the band, and he was the guitar player, and he's got some really tasty guitar throughout this entire album. It's not standard. He's not gonna he's not gonna Eddie Van Halen you on this. He's not going to. But he, his 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 playing is has a atmospheric quality to it that uh, I, I truly love. I love the guitar on this album. It is it is uh, big for me. Now, I was pushing some of the songs onto Skelly as well, and I'm like, because he, he did like emotional songs and ballad songs, but they had to be the right one. Like, he was he was quirky in, in his love for music, so when he was putting a mix together... He didn't often put a ballad on there. If he did, it had to be a really, really good one. So this is the one that I shared with him, which is possibly my favorite song on the album. It's called Ba Like a Nuisance. Take a, take a listen. This thing's very special.
the emotion within that song is 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 phenomenal it uh it, it goes in a lot of interesting places and um it, it's just it was it basically showed sh- it showed off super super strong songwriting the the musicians catering their skill sets to the song it was so important to get it right and cater to the song and and do it justice. Um, the drummer of this band was a drummer that I backward backwardly is that is that the right word um, discovered from another band he was in. And again, it's one of these things like, oh my god, are you nuts? <coughs> Excuse me, are you nuts? Like, is it possible that? you couldn't have put together like a more put together band than this one. But the drummer was, his name was Christian Dugan, Dugan, Dugan. I'm not sure. Hopefully I'm pronouncing one of those two correctly. He also played song. He also played drums in a band called Rudimental, um, which was a French band. They did covers 70s funk style. I saw them a gazillion times, and I believe his sister is one of the singers in the Rudy Mantal. I wish I could find something to play for you from them because they are phenomenal. Um, uh, but just wow, just just amazing, just amazing. Uh, a, a very tasteful drummer um, doing everything absolutely right um and i think he's been in a bunch of other bands he's the one guy one of the two guys in this band that i was always trying to find more information on and um couldn't really get there like i just couldn't find enough of his stuff and and especially michael leader the the guitar player um Um, yeah. So anyway, um, I'm trying to see if I can find some more information on him on the handy Google here. Um, but, uh, phenomenal drummer. Um, and again, tasteful, like he could be going out all gonzo in these songs, but he's playing to the song. He's catering to the, to the song. Um, He's, he's just phenomenal. 
And I can't seem to find enough information on him here. There's a, a, a couple of other uh, Dugan or Duggins in the world, and it looks like that um, it's a very common name. Hey, I'm recording in my car if you're wondering what the... Um... Anyway, whatever. So anyway, he, he, he's great too. A, a, a phenomenally talented drummer. Um, all the, all the instrumentalists or all the musicians, I should say in this band are phenomenal. So what happened with this band, I was listening to, and I was trying to get more information. Like, where are they? What's going on? Um, where am I hearing them? And then Skelly again, hands me, uh, a, a, a CD that he burnt. He burnt. He, so for the young kids out there, don't know what that means. That's when you place tracks on a CD so you can listen to it. It's called burning the CD. But it, he gave me a CD of a band called Vanderveen. He goes, oh, you're going to like this. And I listened to it. I'm like, oh my God, it's the same singer. He's singing here. So he, he also, so Vanderveen is, is also entitled to its own album because Vanderveen was phenomenal. Very, very good single album. They only did one album and that was it. Uh, and then from there, Matthew Budo or Matthew Budolowski, he also went to another band. He went to Volume, which was also a favorite band of mine of all time. And finally, he did out the Blackout City Kids, which is also another phenomenal, another phenomenal band. Um, but we're going to play another song off this greatest album of all time. And it is the greatest album of all time. Like, I, I'm not lying. Like, this is, there's so many great songs on here. I'm just wondering which one I should put next. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, maybe this one. I think this one's good. GD6. We're going to play this one. And again, every single song on this album, I like them all. I don't skip any of them. And I would listen to the, the album back to front and sing along to everything. And I would learn every song. Uh, phenomenal. Anyway, here's GD6. If it was someone else, it would have made no sense. But of course I care, and of course I know that the history behind us only goes to show we were wandering around. The lightning struck to The peace was ruined 
I enjoyed this CD so much and I was concerned that at some point something was going to happen and I was going to lose the CD. It was hard to find. Um, it was hard to find online. It was hard to find information about them. They're like a well-kept secret, even though my friend Ray assured me that they were like, like they're on the verge of next level success. Um, they were so close. Like they were the closest any band had come to next level success, you know, like kind of blue meanies or the new meanies, whatever you want to call them. Like they are at that level of just breaking into the next, um, sphere of, uh, of, uh, fame. So I actually own, I actually bought five copies of the CD. I actually found a bunch of them at some, um, flea market, and I'm like, I'm buying CDs. And then I would start gifting them to people that I, I felt needed to hear this band. Because it was like, why do you not know who this is? Like, why do people not um, get this? Like, it's so good. So we're going to end this episode um, with uh, the song called Vanderveen, which is possibly why his, uh, Matthew Budalowski's Nest Band was called Vanderveen. So here's Vanderveen. Uh, and thanks for listening. Please share the show. I need more new listeners to the show. I've got my regulars. I've got my, my, my small, uh, group of people that download every episode, but we, I want to, I want to bring this show to more people. I want people to discover music through us. I want people to get broken by listening to this show, to, to break their minds open to something they'd never heard before, to an artist they never heard before, to something that just expands their consciousness in a way that my consciousness is, has been expanded by doing this show. Please share. If I can, if I could, okay, you know what? This is it. This is what I'm going to do. I will, if I can find someone, a listener of my show, who can bring on five listeners to the show. I'm not asking for a lot. If you can bring five listeners onto the show, turn people on to, to our show and convert them. Five people. I will gift you with something, something very special. I have limited copies of this and I will share. I will gift this, who, whoever it is. I will mail it out to you. You will get um, uh, trust me, you will get something sent to you. I really, I really think we put out a good product. I really think this show is good. There's enough, um, diversification of content. We are not just doing the same type of episode. We've got this, the breaking series. We have the, uh, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Port fast fret portions. We also have metal shop. We also have geeking out with Karen B. And now we we've added on, uh, you know, discovery of music and discovery of things along with Corey Taves, you know, while he's taking a sabbatical off his own podcast to do stuff over at our podcast, please. If there's any people, you know, that would dig this show, bring them on. So that being said, seanmcginnity.ca that's S-E-A-N-M-C-G-I-N-I-T-Y. Go there. Listen to, sh- listen to episodes. Share them online. If you want to find us on your favorite podcast pl- platform, which is hopefully what you're listening to 
on right now. But if you're not, you can hear us. You can you can find us by looking up Sean Geek and Fast Fret. It's that simple. Um, all social media at Sean Geek Podcast. I do reply to every single person who makes any sort of comment on any of our social medias. And uh, a lot of you get shoutouts on the show. It's just that simple. But here we go. We're going to end this with Vanderveen by the band Leader House. Thank you for listening. Somewhere we might Might collect the world And bring it home tonight Everyone become their parents Overnight these spook chains Started making noise Breaking down and parting ways Breaking off and making stories up I'm here only because I wanted to be Seaweed trip Happen when you least expect it Vandalines Alone tonight and feeling festive I can't see an end to this or any other situation I'll just say
Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. And bye. Have a good day. Hey, gang. Sean Geek here. And Fast Fret. And we have two storefronts. If you are a Public fan, you can browse our inventory over at Public, which is tpublic.com forward slash Sean Geek Podcast. Or redbubble.com slash people slash Sean Geek Podcast. You can get anything from either storefront from t-shirts, stickers, phone cases, accessories of all kinds. We're talking masks, notebooks, mugs, pillows, totes, tapestries. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Everything's there. <laughs> Just go to those addresses. Also check the show notes and help support the show. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.